Hey, we are back for another episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. My name is Ryan Janke, and I'm joined by Corey Litton. And uh, uh, Corey, you're, you're, he was dancing, ladies and gentlemen. He was <laughs> dancing this morning because Ryan Blaney made it into the, uh, <laughs> yeah, into the chase. I was yeah very relieved to say the least you know being a being a Blaniac since day one yeah it was pretty awesome to see him make it into the into the playoffs yeah well we'll get to that later on we got some uh, local stuff to get to first we are going to be covering uh, Wednesday August twenty fourth all the way until Monday August the 29th for checkers this. Uh, this episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. So let's just get started. Wednesday, August 24th, Red River Speedway Hall of Fame night. Yeah, we finally got uh, the Hall of Fame night in after two previous attempts ended in rainout. Uh, the 2022 Red River Valley Racing Hall of Fame finally was able to induct Ambrose Speaker, who is uh, more fam- most famously known for being the car owner for the Flying Deuce, the famous Flying Deuce in the, uh, in the 70s. And uh, also Ed and Jan Dollinger, who uh, they were car owners with Pete Peterson, their son, uh, their son Scott, and they also had a lot of involvement in Minn Kota racing as far as being on the board and doing all that kind of stuff and behind the scenes. Steve Pavlicek, one of the most popular racers of his era, who had raced from the 70s on into the early 2000s, and Big Joe Jacobson who we found out had, uh, from his first win to his 47th and final win at the Red River Valley Speedway alone, he had wins from the 60s all the way up into the, uh, from the 70s all the way up into, I think, 2009 or something like that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he had a, he had he a, had long, a long career. Big, a big span out there. Also, he was one of the tech guys, too, out of the Red River Valley Speedway for many years. And, and of course, he being basically the, uh, the, uh, you know the the legend of the family, the Jacobson family, who their 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 roots still are real deep in racing right now. Uh, Scott Jacobson, who, who would be Big Joe's nephew, won in the Wild Sport Mod feature race after a hard fought battle with Andy Wagner. In the victory lane speech, he said, "I had to win win one on Big Joe night." Uh, <laughs> Jacobson he traded the lead and paint several times in the closing laps with Andy Wagner for second. Wagner held on for second. Uh, Ryan Rested he finished in the third spot. Point leader Rich Pavlicek at the front stretch wall, ending and ended up finishing 12th, and that'll make it a po- close battle for the points championship coming up here on Friday. And we'll be talking more about that in just a little bit. After that, it was 16-year-old Tyler Ravenberg who started third in the Race Saver Sprints, and he cruised to his first ever win and taking the lead from Marcus Rothenbacher on lap number four. Brandon Rico ended up finishing in the second spot. Hollywood Ty Wilkie finished in third. And that's Tyler Rabenberg's first ever win anywhere, not just at the Red River Valley Speedway. So that's great neat. job by him. Yep. Congratulations, Tyler. Good job. With three laps to go in the hobby stock feature, Brody Eckert completed his uh, charge from fifth, starting uh, fifth starting spot. Tanner Engen finished in the second position. The Blackjack Express, Tim Church, finished in third. That's also a close battle going down to championship night. The hardest charge of the night, though, belonged to Hollywood Ty Wilkie, who started 12th and only needed 10 laps to make his way to the lead. Colin Compson finished in the second spot. Ryan Brasson finished in third. There's going to be more on uh, the passing clinic from Hollywood Ty Wilkie coming up here, too. <laughs> uh, then Rick Schultz, he started on the outside of the front row and dominated the stock car main event, with Trent Greger climbing up from ninth to finish in the runner-up spot. The Rocket Man Keaton Frompke ended up finishing in third. And with Friday being season championship night, here come your points battles. Uh, Scott Jacobson in the Sport Mods is the point leader. He has 262 points scored so far. Rich Pavlicek is only three points back, and Ryan Rested is only seven points back. So that's oh going to be it's going to be interesting, especially since we start the night off with those guys, and they they really know how to tear the walls down out of that place. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the Race Saver Sprints, Ty Hanton has 291 points after winning the first couple of races of the season and just kind of holding on and doing having a lot of great finishes. Morgan Nyquist is 24 points back in second, and Hollywood Ty Wilkie is 29 points back. So that one's pretty much decided going into championship night. I, I was going to ask, how many uh, how many points are possible there? Um, like, like what what could they? I mean, is it is it possible or is it is it a done deal? I, it's a done deal. Uh, okay, I, I believe so. I, I've um, yeah, unless we get 24 cars out there, I don't think uh, I don't think Morgan Nyquist is going to have a chance at it. Okay, and Ty Hanton like slips and falls on his way to the racetrack or something. So he just has to start and it's done. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah, it's it's a done deal. Okay. Uh, um, Hobby Stocks, Brody Eckert and the Blackjack Extra- Express, Tim Church are tied with 256 points at the top. Dan Dowling is two points back. He's led pretty much the whole entire season so far. Andrea Jacobson still within striking distance, two in the fourth spot, 10 points back. In the Legends, Hollywood, uh, Ty Wilkie, he's close to having it done, but uh, he's, he has 274 points scored. The Flying Deuce, Ashton Speaker, has a, he's a 16 points back in the second spot. Xander Bauer, 30 points back. He is he is pretty much out. He's out of it. Okay. Um, we're, we've been averaging about 22 cars a week for the Legends class. Okay. So it's possible. I mean, Wilkie would have to basically not start the feature, and Ashton Speaker would have to win it. Okay. For that to uh, be a po- uh, an upset right there. In the stock cards, Travis Robertson is the point leader. He has 211 points scored. The cheetah, Rob Van Mill, is two points back. The Rocket Man, Keaton Fromke, and Brennan Borg are both 10 points back. Rick Schultz is in the fifth spot, 13 points back. Todd Heinrich still in it, also in sixth, with 14 points back. And the Cool Cat, Calvin Kesselberg, in seventh, is uh, 16 points back. So that's oh, within the top seven. It's possible. Th- there's uh, Yeah, there's one to watch. That'll be fun. <laughs> and they've been having great races all year long in the stock car division. In the modifieds, Dave Shipley has it pretty much wrapped up. 229 points scored for him. The Fargo Flash, Jesse Skalicki, is 23 points back. And Jeff Oden in third is 27 points out of it. Uh, yeah, Jesse would have to win it. And Dave Shipley would probably not, have to, or probably not show up to sure. win that one. Okay. Yeah, so good, good, uh, good points battles. A couple of them in there, and and they'll get that decided this coming Friday, right? Yes, they will. It'll be this Friday. All right. So also, uh, or on uh, on Friday, August the twenty sixth, the World of Outlaw. Er, I'm struggling. The World of Outlaws and NLRA late models at the River City Speedway. Yeah, that was an awesome night out there of racing out in Grand Forks on Friday. Rain threatened the, the night's action, so race officials decided to move the program along as quickly as possible. Usually there's a few track prep sessions in there to try to you know, make it a little racier or whatnot, sure. but it actually wasn't needed. The track stayed in pretty good shape out there, and it resulted in two great feature races between the late models and the sprint cars. Jumping into the World of Outlaw uh, sprint cars first... Sheldon Hoddenshield jumped right out of the gate to lead the 35-lap main event. Heavy traffic played a factor 10 laps in as the big cat Brad Sweet was able to get the lead away from Hoddenshield. The caution waved for Jade Hastings leaving the track with 20 laps to go. On the restart, Thomas Kennedy went off the back straightaway, bringing out the yellow again. With 11 laps to go, Tim Essenson went off a turn two, bringing out the yellow for the third time. And uh, on the restart, Austin Pierce jumped the cushion in turn number three and four, going for a wild tumble, bringing out the red flag. He uh, cartwheeled two and a quarter times for a nine-point roll. And again, he's okay, of course. Yes. Uh, Brad Sweet, he held on for his fourth win of the year, his second straight River City Speedway win. David Gravel ended up in the second position. Carson Macedo finished third, and Donnie Schatz ended up finishing in fourth. 
into the late models. Joey Peterson led at the start, but was quickly overtaken by Brody Trofgruben. Trofgruben dominated the remaining 23 laps of the caution-free race to sweep both Outlaws' appearances in 2022 at the River City Speedway. Joey Peterson ended up in the second spot, and Jason Strand finished in third. All right. I'd like to uh, bring up a point here, though, on uh, Wednesday. I had a little. I had a guest uh, announcer in the booth, and that would be Maverick Strand, who would be Jason Strand's son. Okay, and a young kid came in there, and uh, you know, first I was just going to let him read a couple lineups, you know, because he wanted to announce. Sure. And he did a really good job of reading the the lineup. So I said, "All right, he's calling a race." So I said, <laughs> "Are you ready?" And he goes, "What? Are you ready? You're, you're doing the next race." He goes. I am. <laughs> and he did a fantastic job. Like, oh, that's cool. One thing you can't teach a lot right away early on is timing. Yeah. And this kid had it right. Like, you know, they call it in radio terms, they call it hitting the post, which is also an old racing term. They mm-hmm. call that because, like, uh, if you watch any horse racing, the post is where the line is, the finish line yep. is. And you call all the way up to that point and you stop when they hit the post that's you have your call ready to cut, to end right at that so kind of like hitting the flag stand sure. that's the same same thing and that kid was doing that every race he had the winning call ready coming out of four and to the flag stand and he'd be quiet and then he'd wait and do the rest of the finishing order when it got quieter so i'm like this kid knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool. Yeah, so that was great to have him up in the booth there helping us out. Uh, and uh, he, like I said, he did a fantastic job. And he, my job's not safe anymore. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's that's cool. I didn't, that, I didn't think it was to begin with, but cool, yeah, cool. That, cool <laughs> that you less. let him do that too. That's really neat. Yeah, and yeah, he's he's welcome to come back up there anytime if he wants to. Uh, that's that's cool. So uh, that was uh, uh, Friday in Grand Forks on Saturday, August twenty seventh. The World of Outlaws duel in the Dakotas and the second Howie Schill Memorial at the Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo. Well, they flipped the order uh, as far as uh, how everything went. So we started off with late models for the feature races out there, and the twenty or two, excuse me, the two thousand four hundred and four to win uh, second annual Howie Show Memorial with Soda NLRA late model feature started off the night with twenty four laps of fast action. Don Shaw led the first lap, but racing slowed early when uh, after an incident uh, involving NLRA point leader and uh, defending series champion Mike Gresseth. His brother-in-law, Casey Stremick, was also involved in this. Uh, Dustin Strand, Kevin Robertson, they're all, uh, all, all kind of, you know, up close and personal with each other, spinning out, and uh, that brought out the caution lap number one. The caution came out a second time of the restart when brake checking at the front of the field caused Dustin Strand to have to take evasive action into the infield. Scattered all of our tow truck drivers and some of our photographers too. It was wow. pretty. Uh, uh, it was scary there for a moment. Uh, Shaw took off on the restart with Jason Strand staying in striking distance as they negotiated traffic. Strand got held up, though, in traffic with five laps remaining, and that's all Don Shaw needed, and the Ham Lake Hammer came home with the win. Jason Strand finished in the second spot, and John Canta finished in third. The 30-lap World of Outlaws main event was next. The big cat Brad Brad Sweet jumped out to the early race lead and battled hard with Carson Macedo. The pair found traffic early. The race's first caution came out with in, on lap number eight when Tim Estenson had a wild ride getting into the front stretch wall, and uh, I don't know how he didn't flip. Hmm. He was close to scoring a point because he was <laughs> on two wheels at a point, but it didn't touch sure. or completely face the ground, So, but he was okay. Uh, the car, eh, not so much, but uh, talking to Timmy yesterday, and he, he said that they can get it fixed, and actually most of the parts are still salvageable, so it, it should be he should be good to go here pretty quick. 
Uh, Carson Macedo was able to get by Sweet with uh, 11 laps to go for the race lead. The caution came out for a second time when Craig Kinzer slowed at the top of turn two with only three laps to go. On the restart, Ryan Timms was able to get by Brad Sweet for the runner-up position but ran out of time to get the win. And at 16 years and a day old, Tim's mm. became the youngest podium finisher in Outlaws history. Wow. Which is incredible. He made his debut with the Outlaws the night before at the River City Speedway in Grand Forks. And uh, I think this kid's the real deal here because he was putting on a pretty good show in good attitude yeah. out there. And he had probably the most people in his pit afterwards, too, because he got a ton of fans for that race. <laughs> oh, I bet. Including the loudest loudest applause of the night, too. Yeah. Uh, I was standing in the in the uh, infield with my son, and when they brought everybody up for the podium, you could hear the crowd going nuts when mm-hmm. his car came out there after clearing uh, clearing the scales. So that was pretty cool. Macedo got the win, and uh, Brad is sweet finished in the third position. Cool. Yeah, that's neat when you got a when you got a kid like that that uh, comes out there and and does really well. I mean, it's uh, it's it's huge for everybody to see that because you you see a kid with good motivation like that to come out and do something like that and then it's neat for them to to i mean that's a that's a motivator you know that's a good feeling to the outlaw season goes so long Mm -hmm. and you get to a point where you see so many so many of the same winners over and over again it gets kind of boring at a certain point so having a story like this late in the season is huge it's going to get more eyes on the sport because you know a 16 year old kid coming around there and, and almost winning on his first night that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, I remember Donnie Schatz starting around here at 15 years of age, running in the 360 sprints, and he didn't win, I think, till he was like 17. Sure. So 16 or 17. So that was local stuff. Yeah, right. No, Not no. World of Outlaws. When he jumped up into that, it took him a few years to really catch his stride, and then he became one of the most dominant racers ever. Yeah. And still one of the greatest racers ever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you don't see that kind of success happen that early. Yeah. No, and it's, it's impressive. It's cool stuff. Okay, so we move on. Sunday, August the 28th, Buffalo River Speedway, NLRA Late Models. Yeah, Scott Jacobson started out the night with his third straight feature win in a photo finish in the Sport Mods over Rich Pavlicek in second and Kelly Jacobson finishing in third. Uh, up next were the legends where Hollywood Ty Wilkie started 18th and passed for the lead with tw- two laps to go to get the win. So that's an, a position improvement of 30 cars in two races that he had this weekend. Hmm. Uh, Brian Brasseth, he passed eight cars, and it wasn't enough to get second, which is eight cars alone is impressive. <laughs> uh, and then the Flying Deuce, Ashton Speaker, he finished in the third spot. Uh, Alex Trushinsky started in the fourth position, quickly found his way to the lead, picking up the lightning sprint win. Kate Taves ended up with her second runner-up finish of the year, and Alan Trushinsky finished in third. Cole Schill started third and got the lead from John Seng on lap number nine of the NLRA main event. Schill won by over two seconds over Jeff Hapolo, who had his best finish of the year, and Mitch Johnson also with his best finish of the year. Future Hall of Famer right there in in the double O machine of Mitch Johnson there. And then it was Chad Visser getting his first ever career win in the hobby stocks over Stone Cold Brad Orvidal and Caleb Gardner. And that, that one actually surprised me more than anything because... I usually pick them when they do the fantasy picks for <laughs> for my race pass app, and I I had no idea that he had not ever won a feature race yet. So wow, it was cool to be able to to give him his first trophy out there. So that was yeah. awesome. A lot of firsts so far. So it's, far, it's really cool. Uh, so we move on the finale at the Red River Cart Club in the season finale at the Red River Cart Club uh, last night, which would be Monday, August the twenty ninth. And it's always such a bittersweet day when we we have that happen, when we have the uh, Red River Cart Club season finale. It's such a fun place to go watch a race. Free racing, 
these kids put on a pretty good show too, mm-hmm. week in week out. So uh, it's it kind of get a little tear in my eye when I talk about that a, a little bit because yeah, it just it means so much out there. These kids are doing great. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Corinta, he won the novice ones over Brazen Urbach and River Corinta to start out the night. Then it was Chase Kenyon leading every lap to win in the rookie ones over Caleb Breha and Ryder McGough. Tommy Taves also led every lap, and he won over Arlen Kenyon and Brady Heilman in the rookie twos. Then uh, Nicholas Jacobson got his second straight win over the in the novice twos over Jaden Ambuel and Braxton Meyer-Peterson. Henry Beetlespacher made a last lap pass to win in the 206 Blue Slide class over Andrew uh, Clark and Regan Rinke. That was a pretty awesome race. Uh, and then uh, Kyle Van Mill won in his final kart race of his career in the 206 Black Slide class over Alex Clark and Kate Taves. We're actually losing all three of those drivers to the big tracks next year. We're, we're graduating some of these that, kids up. Nice. I believe Kyle Van Mill uh, is going to be jumping up into a legend. Alex Clark has already started in the Legends class. Uh, and then uh, Kate Taves already runs in the Lightning Sprints, so... Yeah, they're all moving up next year. So cool yeah. stuff. And I think we're losing a couple more of them out of that class, too. So it's nice to see that. Yeah. And then uh, Vince Noble took the final checkers of the season in the adult stock class over Grayson Speaker and Jesse Skalicki, uh, who is a modified driver, jumped into a cart and for, a former cart racer and really good one back in the day. And he's one of the top mod guys in the business right now. And he jumps into a cart to go race against some of these kids, too. It was pretty fun to watch. That's cool. All right. We also had some NASCAR action. Yeah. Martin Trix Jr. trying to fight back up there to get in and points. But it's Austin Dillon who wins in Daytona. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, baby. Yes. I don't even know where to start unwrapping this one, so I'll try. <laughs> Chase uh, Elliott had the regular season uh, points championship locked up starting on Sunday's race in Daytona. Originally supposed to start Saturday, but rain forced it to be moved to the Sunday early Mo- slot. Moved it to Sunday, and I, you know, I got a little bit of a bone to pick here. Yeah? How unchristian <laughs> to have a NASCAR race on a Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. You know, and the thing about that, though, is at least they thank Jesus right away. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> you know, we talked about that earlier, but yeah, the first words coming out of Austin Dillon's mouth were, th- were thank you, Jesus. Well, that's true. That's so, true. I mean, you know, in a way, that's a nice way of doing that. Uh, a stage one incident involving Ryan Blaney put his po- uh, playoff hopes in jeopardy. So kind of setting the page a little bit here. Uh, Kurt Busch, he, um, had an accident a few weeks ago and had a concussion and has not really, has not been able to return to competition. So he gave up his playoff spot. Mm-hmm. If he would have been okay to race next week, he would have been able to play in the playoffs. Right, but he's you know not unsure. He's unsure of you know his abilities coming back. So he you know gave up another playoff spot. That meant if you won and if you won and haven't won yet, you're in. But they're still fighting for that last position with uh, Martin Truex and Ryan Blaney, basically. Mm-hmm. So Blaney ended up into an accident, lost six laps in that incident. And he was behind the eight ball the entire race. Yep. Uh, with 50 laps to go, though, Martin Truex Jr., who was also in the hunt for for a playoffs spot, was involved in an incident as well. Late in the race, though, weather played a factor. A pop-up shower caused a massive accident in turn one. And uh, that was incredible. I have not seen anything like that in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, Austin Dillon barely made it through to take the point lead. This also helped Ryan Blaney make up valuable positions and score some points. Austin Dillon scored the win, and being the 15th different winner of the year, he's now in the playoffs. Uh, and uh, he, yeah, putting the three in the playoffs for the first time in yeah, many years. And Kurt Busch, again, having withdrawn, opened up that one spot. So towards the end, Ryan Blaney 
and Martin Truex were still fighting for that spot. Truex finished in eighth. Blaney finished in 15th. And with that 15th place place finish, Blaney made the playoffs by only three Ooh, points. Man. Tyler Raddick pushed his uh, teammate uh, uh, Austin Dillon to the to win and finished in the second spot, making a, a Richard Childress Racing 1-2 finish. Austin Sindrick finished in the third spot. So the playoffs are set. All 16 drivers are in as of now, and uh, the round one of the playoffs starts in Darlington Raceway on Sunday. Yeah. So Kurt Busch took himself out. Uh, I have not heard, and maybe you know, is he hopeful to come back this season, or is are, are we looking at probably we won't see Kurt Busch in a car till next year? As far as I know, there hasn't been a timetable set for it yet. Sure. That's, that's a lot of the reason why he withdrew from the playoffs, is he didn't want to take a spot and then, you know, have somebody that you know deserves to race get in there, right? You and know, that's a nice thing for uh, for a Bush member to do is after yeah. missing several weeks, withdraw from the playoffs, right? And you got to take care of yourself. I mean, I I listen to Dale Junior's podcast and he talks about concussions and stuff like that. And he, I mean, why risk it? <laughs> I, I've had you know several in my life, and you know bef- before you say, well, that's why you that's I guess that's why you are how you are. But you know, I've always <laughs> been this way. Uh, no, there are there are some lingering effects many years later for me too, and I never had a serious auto accident uh, concussion. I yeah. just had a few sports ones, and yeah, it's it, it, it's it's a scary deal. Uh, your your mental health at times it really needs to be taken care of, mm-hmm. especially in incidents like this, because you see a lot of these old drivers. They can't. I mean, the people that have had a lot of bad head injuries, they don't do well. No, and. It's you be you become a prisoner in your own body when mm-hmm. your when your brain doesn't work. Yeah, and it's just it's a terrible deal. Yeah, and you see that across all sports. And there's just uh, that you know, thankfully we're we're to a a point now where you know we take care of that and and we've recognized that hey you know later in life you, you look at a guy like Muhammad Ali or you know any of these guys Mick that, Foley Mick Foley <laughs> yeah you know all those wrestlers that I watched in the 80s and 90s that were taking chair shots to the head and how they're having really terrible cognitive right. uh, health going on for them yeah so it's so good for him I mean uh, good for him to to uh, say hey I can't do it I mean I'm sure it was tough I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision but uh, probably the best one nonetheless. So, uh, as you said, round one of the playoffs at Darlington Speedway on Sunday. That's right. And before we get to what's happening locally, we gotta we got to get caught up on the unintentional rollover contest. I think we're up to 25 entrants into the rollover contest for the year. Uh, still not a season record yet. We had almost 50 last year. Um, <laughs> Friday saw a couple of sprint cars have some wild rides out of the River City Speedway. Travis Strandell, he ended up losing his right rear tire. It actually, the center of it broke out. So and he launched off a corner wow. number one out there for a one and a half times for a six point roll. Then Austin Pierce, we talked about him earlier in the uh, Outlaw main event. He went over two and a quarter times for a nine pointer. And then on to a Sunday, Skyla Miller, um, and I didn't have a chance to see the beginning of this, but I did kind of see the aftermath. She went over one time for to score a four pointer. Well. F- Full four points. Okay. And everybody's okay, as we always Every, Everybody is okay. Yes. As, yep. As we always say. So we got all that covered. Uh, Corey, what's coming up? Well, uh, Thursday, September 1st, we have a Boy Scout night and driver meet and greet night at the KRA Speedway in Wilmer, Minnesota. Friday, September 2nd, will be the season championship and modified meet and greet night at the Red River Valley Speedway. Uh, we do the meet and greet before the races, so the drivers come down into our victory lane that we have down front, and then they uh, 
they you get to walk down there and hang out with the drivers. That'll be at 6.30. Racing starts at 7. Season Championship and Wingless Sprints will be at the River City Speedway in Grand Forks. And then Season Championship at the I-94 Sure Step Speedway in Fergus Falls that night as well. Then uh, Saturday, September 3rd, the only only thing within about 100 miles of Fargo-Moorhead will be the Labor Day doubleheader day number one at the Viking Speedway in Alexandria, Minnesota. And uh, then Sunday, September 4th, the Labor Day doubleheader day two at the Viking Speedway in Alexandria. And Monday, September 5th will be the RHRSwag.com Rebel Midwest Modified Tour Finale at the Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon, North Dakota. Well, we're starting to wind them down here. Yeah, it's starting. It's going to turn into uh, right, uh, right pretty soon. It's going to be turning into uh, invitational season or special season, as we like to call it. Sure, camping, camping time. Right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, that uh, that will cover it for this week. Uh, as always, you can check out Corey Litton every Friday morning at six forty with the KFGO Morning Crew. That's on seven ninety or one hundred four point seven FM. You can uh, join him there for Checkers and Wreckers, the fastest five minutes in radio, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, if we get to five minutes. <laughs> I tend to get it done a lot quicker than that. But yeah, I try to try to get in quicker than traffic. Yeah, well, there's a lot to cover in that short amount of time, so right. it, it is fast. So, as I said, that's every Friday morning at 640 uh, on 790 or 104.7. And so for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us for Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.